Today on Be Found, I'm joined by Christopher Cunningham, the youth and family outreach worker at Ballywillan. I'll put him into the hot seat to ask him a series of questions, but also then look at how he became a Christian and some of the difficulties Christians can have with their faith. Lastly, I'll also look at some of the things that him and his church at Ballywillan have been doing to combat the pandemic that we face. Welcome to Be Found. I'm your host, Gavin Scott, and in this podcast, we'll be hearing from a different person each week on how Jesus has made an impact on their lives. It's a podcast particularly relevant today with the conditions we find ourselves in, and it's for absolutely anybody who wants to tune in and hear real stories from people about their Christian faith. Before we introduce my first guest, I want to stress for the listeners that despite the fact that you will hear myself and my guests speaking at the same time, this podcast is recorded under the government and safety guidelines. Now, to stop me rambling on, our first episode features a guest who's been involved heavily with children's and youth work since he was a young lad in Terce Row. He's been on internships with both Greystone Presbyterian and Highkirk and Ballymena. He's also been on Smiles and Exodus teams to Romania and involved with God Modex. Most people will know him as the current youth and family outreach worker at Ballywillan, although I know him best as the head judge in Terstro's Holiday Bible Club promo. Our guest today is Christopher Cunningham. Chris, remind you that I normally take fees for the resumes, but uh, first of all, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Gavin. First of all, can I say thank you for having me on? Um, and yes, it was, you were going to give me 20 quid, wasn't it? Like I think you were going to give me 20 quid, more like. Uh, we'll, but we'll, we'll work that out afterwards, sure. We, we, we will, yeah. Um, okay, so Chris, a lot of things there that you've done or been involved with, um, and I'm just wondering, yeah. can you tell me just one of those things um, that you've really enjoyed being part of? Um, well, I suppose I'm going to talk about them as a whole, uh, because for me it was, it's great to share the gospel in lots of different ways. Uh, over all those different things, I had a chance to work with some incredible people uh, and like every one of them brought something different to it. So they were able to help you see more of God and God's love and his truth in the lives of others. Uh, so just being able to, to share alongside other like-minded Christians was just incredible over the past few years. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic, Chris. Um, and now I've mentioned there how uh, you're now the youth and family outreach worker at Ballywillan. Um, yeah. So during this unpredictable time, what have you and the church been doing to maintain contact with everyone? Well, I suppose in many ways we are blessed that we've been live streaming services for years. Uh, so like we've already had that sort of there. So it just meant we were just having to push people more online. Uh, other ways we like to try and like maintain relationships is through keeping in contact through either phone calls or text messages. Uh and the great thing about our church family is like there's so many of them reaching out to vulnerable members, either like just over the phone chatting to them or like getting their groceries mm-hmm. or just di- different things, uh, different ways of like sort of maintaining that family relationship, even though we can't meet together as as a church. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the other things, we have family email encouragements with resources and prayer topics each week and then we have a devotional that goes out on Wednesday afternoon on our Facebook page Ballywell and Youth uh, but then one of the like biggest things we've had to start doing is recording our Sunday school program so we've had a lot of fun doing that every Sunday so we have. <laughs> I, I take it you're, you're meaning these are your video clips um, and your things after the, the service you can also find the full service but obviously 
Jam. Explain to me and maybe the listeners what Jam is and what it's about. So basically, Jam stands for Jesus and Me. So it's basically basically our Sunday school, uh, which happens sort of halfway through the service and then slightly after the service as well. Uh, so it's a chance where children get to come along and they get to sing songs, they get to memorise Bible verses, they get to hear stories about Jesus and do wee crafts and things like that there as well. So it t- tends to be quite a lot of fun, so it does. Mm-hmm. And Chris, how, how challenging have you found these videos and clips to, to make? We, we've mentioned there you were involved in the recording or the, the promotional videos that you've done with Terrence Rowe before, but just being on camera, how tough can it be? Oh, definitely. Um, I think I prefer being behind the camera, if I'm honest, because mm-hmm. uh, even when at Terrence Rowe, most of the time I was just directing, it was very rare that I was on camera for longer than 10 seconds. but uh no i kind of i prefer being behind the camera uh uh, basically it's just like i have a lot of respect for the ones that even the ones we've made go on camera and like record Mm -hmm. uh because you realize that even if it's only a couple of lines you know you, you begin to realize how difficult it is to stand on camera and either look into the camera or be like acting and just Mm -hmm you mess up so many times just to get yeah. one take that's actually that's actually good and the thing as well i'm i'm quite awkward on camera so like i i could be chatting away normally to you without the camera but once i notice the camera i just become like awkward so i do um mm-hmm. i think most people do i think it's one of those <laughs> things where we've discussed it before where you, you go in front of a camera and if you know, the temptation if you make a mistake you yeah. go over and you do it again and again and again. Whereas usually, if you're doing something else, you're pretty much okay. If you know if you miss a word or if you say yeah. something back, you usually go back and people are quite forgiven. But there is that temptation, particularly when people get behind a camera more yourself than anything. Yeah. You just want it to be perfect. Yeah, and then I tend to like tell a lot of puns, as you will know. Um, of course, yeah. So like, if I tell jokes or if I t- make a pun, you don't really know if anyone's laughing. Like so, you're kind of standing there on camera laughing at your own jokes, because if yeah. you don't, you don't know if anyone else is. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. So, you, so the usual response you get the the, the silence. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Okay, so you may have heard some um, dramatic music there um, just before we've hit to the next scene. So don't worry, Chris. Uh, we're not putting you under interrogation. The hot seat is a segment for anybody who wants to know a little bit more about Chris. So I'm going to be asking some questions for you, Chris. Some of them are quick fire, but some of them are going to need a little bit more time and thought. So are you up for this, Chris? That'll do. Sounds good to me. Okay, so we'll begin. First of all, cats or dogs? Dogs, definitely. Okay. Quality street or heroes? Quality street because they're quality. Very good. Very good pun there. Um, are you the sort of person that puts rappers back into the... Uh, the tent. Oh no, no! Don't be that no. person. There's Come people. That, there's people that out there do that. Put it in your pocket at least. Don't be yeah, that actually. person. I know. Anyway, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, that is a that is a good one. Um, the power to be invisible when I want. Okay. Okay. Uh, which person would you ha- you have play yourself in a movie based on your life? Um. So I think I would have James Nesbitt. Like, oh right, okay. Yeah. Is that, 
looks wise, or is that just no, 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 just he spoke at my graduation, and like he literally, yeah. he's just he's an all round funny guy, and I think it'd just be a great film to to watch. Be a great film about Christopher Cullingham with James Nesbitt. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Very good. Okay, if you were stranded on a de- deserted island, what three things would you bring? Now, is it bad when whenever I whenever I thought of this question? The first thing that I instantly thought was my mobile phone. As a, yes. as a Christian, you would have thought Bible would have been first. Not a, not a family member, <laughs> no. Bible. No. <laughs> not a, not, a, not a, a loved picture or loved pets. Yeah, it was it was phone. mobile phone. Because, like, yeah. the thing is, you don't even know where you're stranded. You might not get a signal. So, like, well, it, yeah. it, it might be next to useless. But, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the one thing that we all sort of desire most. At this point, okay. is what are the other two things there? Uh, so definitely Bible, uh, okay, because you, you still need that encouragement and yeah. teaching. Um, and I feel like I haven't brought anything to like actually keep me alive. Can I bring a fridge full of food? Would that work? <laughs> I don't think you have a plug to keep it cool, but <laughs> no. I'm just gonna let you bring the fridge anyway. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this is Carl's controversy. This is uh, the next question. Um, this is around social media, Chris. So you can only see of three of these food establishments. Okay. So you have the picture in front of you, or it's been sent to you before. Um, but for those listening, the options are Domino's, Greg's, Subway, McDonald's, Nando's, Weatherspoons, Pizza Hut, Wagamama, and KFC. Now, Chris, you can only see of three of those. Which are you saving? Well, I think the one that probably most of us would save is McDonald's. Okay. Uh, just I think it's I suppose for us in Korean it's the easiest easiest place to get to and just or make get some food and whatnot. So it's easily if I'm thinking right, I want fast food. McDonald's is usually the first first place in mind. Um, Domino's probably next because it's hard to beat a good pizza. So it's hard to hard to beat Domino's. Uh, and yeah, actually, I'm trying to think what I normally get from Domino's. Usually, if there's anything meat-wise on it, it's it's good for me. <laughs> and then, and finally, probably Subway. It's a toss-up Ooh. between Subway and Greg's, to be fair. All right, Chris. So we've heard some of your preferences and the types of things that you like. But let's just get to it, I suppose. Um, when did you decide to become a Christian? Um, so... This is the interesting part. So I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, but for me, even though I had that sort of constant nurturing, it really was like 16, 17 years old before I realized what it actually meant to be a Christian. Uh, so like, it was one of those things you heard God loves you so many times that you kind of just went in one ear and out the other. Um, so that was about probably 17 years old when I became a Christian. Okay, and you mentioned there just on it, it's always been there in your life, you've always had that presence, um, but I suppose maybe if, if you could have, was there a defining moment, was there a moment that you decided to become Christian or a moment that sticks out in your mind that you thought, I, I, I want to do this, I want to become a Christian? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of things, so it was probably around near the end of school, uh, so I left school at the end of fifth year. Um, whenever I started, really started taking it more seriously. Um, so I remember having a chat with a couple of guys in the canteen in fifth year. 
and we were chatting about you know like Christianity and you know like what does it mean to be a Christian and the, the question that they asked me because they assumed and I assumed at this point that I was a Christian uh, the question they asked me was do you know when did you become a Christian like you know when like when did you make that commitment now for me as a fifth year who probably didn't really understand it my answer was you know just whenever I was born uh, which was met with a lot of laughter uh, be- and even I look back at it now and laugh because at the time I didn't quite understand what mm-hmm. it meant to be a Christian um, so that was sort of the first sort of little bit where I started to think more deeply about you know what does it mean to be a Christian and that actually there's commitment involved that it's not just based on what family you grew up in or you know who your granda was or anything like that there it's your own personal commitment uh, so about four or five months later the boys brigade were doing a, a night where they invited crown Jesus ministries in to talk and there was a guy there and I can never remember his name but I always remember his story and his story was that he was injured while playing rugby, uh, that, while playing school rugby, and was left disabled. And whilst he should hate the person that did it, whilst he should, you know, like wish the worst on him, he actually didn't. He cared for him, he wanted to forgive him, he showed him love. And like as sort of a 16, 17 year old boy, I'm sitting there just sort of stunned, going like, huh? What, what do you mean you want to forgive him? Like he's basically just changed your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this this guy was saying about how much he cared for the guy, uh, how much he wanted to forgive him, and how much he loved the guy, even though he'd never really met him before that tackle. And it just kind of mm-hmm. it kind of had me sitting there going, "Well, actually, hold on a minute. That that's probably a little bit of what what God's love is to, to us. You know, we really we don't deserve forgiveness, but thanks to God's love and to to God's grace." we have that opportunity to be forgiven and to know him personally as, as our friend. That's fantastic, Chris. And it's obviously great to hear that you were inspired by, by someone else as well about their story. Yeah. Well, knowing you, Chris, um, and, and knowing you as well as I do, your grandfather has been someone who's supported you. Um, how important is it for someone, I'm just wondering, especially younger, to have someone who can give them advice or encouragement? Oh, it's, it's vitally important. Like the thing is, life at times is really difficult and it leaves you sort of wondering, you know, what's the point to life? So having someone there to support you is vitally important. Uh, I'm very blessed at the minute to have a girlfriend who supports me in everything. And it's great to be able to bounce ideas off, off her and be able to ask like what she thinks of things and different things like that there. It doesn't necessarily need to be a girlfriend, even though uh, it is great to have a significant other. It could be just someone that's maybe a really close friend. Uh, so like in the Bible, Jesus, uh, whenever he's leading the disciples, he's teaching and he's training them. But then at one point he sends them out in pairs to go and do their do, to go and do what he's been teaching them. So there's the the fellowship of a friend that's there with them. so they're they're experiencing everything together. So it may not necessarily be a girlfriend, it may be a close friend. Uh, it's still, it's good to have someone there to support you. Because uh, as well as that, God is a relational God. He's three in one. He's a trinity. So he is relational and he wants us to be relational as well. Now you mentioned my granddad, but there's many other, many others that I can think of. And I'm sure you can as well. 
mm-hmm. uh, of people that have helped you yeah. uh, in your faith journey. Uh, there's mm-hmm. one moment specifically that I remember, and it was a leader at BB. So about third or fo- third or fourth year, I just wasn't feeling it this night. Like I just I didn't want to go. So I was adamant in my family that I just wasn't going. Uh, that next Sunday, one of the leaders at BB, in fact, I think the captain at the time, uh, came up to my gran and was like, we miss Chris at BB on Thursday. Is he okay? And from then on, like just showing that like someone cared for me and someone took the time to, to notice that I wasn't there made me want to keep coming back and made me feel welcomed and, and a part of it. Totally. And as you say, the support and guidance from other people, particularly when you're younger, really does help you. Oh, yeah, totally. Like it's it's always good to have someone that that's maybe a little bit older and has experienced things uh, that maybe that you're coming up to and going through that maybe you've never experienced before. It's good to have someone that you can talk to about that, uh, who maybe will be able to give you a bit of advice as to get through it. It may not necessarily be the exact situation, but it could be emotions that they've experienced okay chris so uh the last question um so you seem to have grown so much uh whenever you became a christian to now being the youth and family outreach worker at valley willen and now being someone maybe that people come to for support and guidance um a bit like your grandfather there but have you had any struggles along the way with your faith to get to where uh, you are now oh totally totally the the one thing i would say about things is like faith is a journey it's not a destination you don't just become a christian and then it's all sorted uh because Mm. it's not it's actually the starting step on probably one of the most wonderful journeys that you will ever embark on but the thing is as i was saying with life life has its challenges uh life has its frustrations which will try and bring us down and at the same time it is okay to be frustrated uh, at times but it's how you deal with that frustration that is key. Uh, so like venting and taking it out on the person that, if there's a person that's caused that frustration, maybe not the best way to deal with it, but praying mm-hmm. about it, talking to God, asking for God's help to deal with it. And then if it is to do with what someone said or done, like talking calmly with it, like with the person over what's mm-hmm. going to happen. that's usually a good way to deal with frustration. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like Christian faith, uh, definitely one of the big struggles is finding a way to make the relationship work uh, because mm-hmm. like I said it is a relationship uh, and like put it this way if you had this friend that you only spoke to whenever it benefited you so whenever you were getting something out of it you wouldn't really be much of a friend and you know sometimes we treat God like that where sometimes we only pray when we need help or we only spend time with God whenever we can sort of give a few minutes here and there instead of trusting in him in everything. So praying about everything. Uh, the Bible tells us to pray unceasingly, meaning just to keep praying uh, and to spend time with God, surrounding ourselves with his presence. And I think one of the big challenges is to find a way to make that work. So like, you know, you'll, and you'll hear people have different ways of making it work and it's finding your own style with it. So for example, some people are really good at, really good at getting up early in the morning i'm not uh, but some people are really good at getting up early sitting down reading their bible and praying uh like maybe at like half six seven a.m whereas others find that actually maybe in the evening there's times where they can sit down and just spend time with god it's finding finding what works with you mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, ter- terrific to hear such an inspiring story and words from you today. Um, now, if you're looking to connect with some of the things that Chris has mentioned, the ballet women are running, remember you can access the website in the link. We'll leave, our, uh, we'll leave that on our posts. These are the links to the services and children's and youth programs. So JAM that's going ahead, that are going on. But of course, you can just contact Chris directly for more info. Uh, Chris, you're okay with yeah, that? Yeah, I am. Um, 100%. Okay. So, and if you've enjoyed this podcast um, in the near future, I'll hope to have more for you. So please do follow our Facebook page or subscribe to our iTunes or Spotify accounts. Um, or you can stay updated with Regent Street Presbyterian's church page and youth and children's pages where you can find so many resources and activities for you and your family. So thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for listening at home.